Well, today, the shortest verse in all of Scripture jumps from the page at us to remind us of God's tender compassion and mercy. And what is this line that I'm talking about? Well, it's found at John chapter 11, verse 35, and it's three words, and Jesus wept. Jesus was overcome with emotion at the death of his friend Lazarus, despite knowing full well that God was going to be glorified in the raising of Lazarus. Jesus weeps with Martha and Mary and those gathered because of his tender compassion and mercy. And he has that same tender compassion and mercy for each one of us as we go through the struggles in our lives. And it's a beautiful thing for us to take that into our hearts today and remember that Jesus is always with us. You know, it was almost a year ago now, it was Mother's Day weekend, and um, I had breakfast with my family that morning. We were at a restaurant enjoying breakfast with our children and grandchildren. Had a really nice time together, and <clears throat> as we parted company, the girls were going to take the, the children to the zoo, and the guys were going to kind of go off and do their thing. And so I got in my car heading for the mall. I had some Mother's Day shopping yet to do. Uh, so that was my plan. And I got just a few minutes down the road and my cell phone rang in the car. And it was a dear friend of mine whose brother was dying. And I knew that his brother uh, was actively dying, but I didn't know uh, the particulars of that. And his brother called me and he said, Tim, will you come to the hospital right now and pray with the family? Don is dying right now. And so I quickly ran home, changed into my clerical attire, and headed right over to the hospital. Well, I got there, and I walked into the room and found the family gathered around the bed. Don was having a very difficult time breathing. He had a mask over his face. And there was a look of shock and horror in the eyes of his wife and his 16-year-old son and his older daughter, all of whom I, I knew from uh, my home parish. And despite a diagnosis of cancer that had been given him in, in a, uh, a sense in which he would not survive this cancer, there was really a look of shock in their faces. They didn't really believe that he was going to die. And so I prayed with them and, and watched with them as Don passed from this world into the arms of our Savior. And uh, after he passed, uh, we were asked to leave the room and the medical staff prepared the body and we were able to come back in and commend that body to the Lord and sprinkle uh, the body with holy water. And in that moment, as I watched his family, I could almost hear them saying in their grief, Lord, if you had been here, Don would not have died. And Jesus wept. My brothers and sisters, we can all imagine moments in our own lives when the weight of our cross seems almost too much to bear for us, whether that's a sickness or a death of a family member or a tragedy or loss. Our gospel today reminds us that Jesus is no stranger to our pain. He not only follows us through our struggles, but he weeps with us in our desperation. His tears and our tears join together. Our God is truly a God of mercy and compassion. And it's so important for us, it's such a key point of our faith, 
to understand this and to remember this, especially in times when we're in deep desperation. Well, in our gospel today, Jesus moves very quickly from sharing in the grief of those gathered with him to moving right into action by calling on the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit to raise his brother Lazarus from the tomb. And I thought it would be a beautiful opportunity for us this morning to reflect on the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And this gospel offers some beautiful images, thinking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works in our lives and sometimes how we can be blocked from that spirit and some ways that we might move forward with that on our journey. Well, the first command that Jesus gives as he arrives at the tomb is to take away the stone. As I reflect on that, I think sometimes there can be things that may block the Holy Spirit's action in our lives. For me, sometimes that can be pride, thinking that I can control situations and that everything kind of falls on me and not bringing sometimes those things to the Lord. It can be a fear of acting on God's will or a lack of receptivity sometimes to the spirits working in our lives. You know, many of us spend a lot of time connected to devices. We've talked about this before here at Mass. Uh, the iPads, the iPhones, all the things that we connect to and attend to that can sometimes block our ability to listen to the voice of the Lord. You know, in the first book of Kings, the prophet Elijah is waiting for the Lord to appear, for God's spirit to come. And he doesn't find that spirit in the wind, and he doesn't find it in the earthquake, and he doesn't find it in the fire. He finds it in the still, small voice, the whisper. And that's where we will find it as well. So a suggestion today uh, for all of us is to think about our use of technology and maybe to consider dialing back a little bit, making a little bit more time for God. And we can act on this by praying that God would remove any obstacles in our lives to the spirits working in us. Well, the next thing that Jesus does after he asks them to take the stone away is he thanks the Father for what he's about to do. Jesus begins with a beautiful prayer. Father, I thank you for always hearing me. You know, we need to be grateful. We need to be grateful for every little inspiration of the Spirit in our lives. St. Paul tells us that we don't all get the same gifts of the Holy Spirit. They will manifest themselves in different ways in each one of us. But it's important that you and I are grateful for every prompting of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the more we develop that heart of gratitude, the more we become aware of the Spirit's working in our lives and we can be more open to God's inspirations in our hearts. So a beautiful act for us in this idea of gratitude is to take a few minutes at the end of every day and just reflect back on our day, thanking God for the little things and the big things that he did in our lives that day. And in particular, it's helpful if we can think about those moments when we recognize the Spirit's movement in our hearts or times when maybe we thought we heard God speaking to us and we kind of went in a different direction as we sometimes do. Well, after thanking the Father, then, Jesus calls out Lazarus. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus rises from the dead and comes out of that tomb. 
You know, in every sacrament that we encounter, there's a calling forth of the Holy Spirit, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And a question for us in those moments is, God, what are you doing in my heart right at this moment? How should I be responding to this prompting? You know, it's always on our part to cooperate with God's will. God never forces himself on us. And if we know and believe that the Spirit is at work in each one of us, especially as we encounter a sacrament, we can be more open to that working in our lives, more docile. For me, one of the things that I've learned that's been very helpful to me sometimes is just to close my eyes. And I do that often at Mass, at different points of the Mass, and it helps me to kind of not be distracted by anything that might be going on around me. But I'm amazed sometimes that God will give me a surprise. Sometimes I will see something visually in my mind's eye as I close my eyes. So that's a way in which we can respond to that in our lives. What I want to suggest to you as a way to act on this idea of coming forth of the Holy Spirit is to call on the Spirit the next time you're in a problem or a struggle, you have a big decision to make, ask God to send his Holy Spirit to guide you and then listen for that still small voice. God, how do you want me to respond to this situation? Well, after calling Lazarus out of the tomb, Jesus says, untie him and let him go. And we know that Lazarus comes out with these burial bands on him and something covering his face, and he needs to have some help to get out of those things, to be unbound. You know, and it's same is true for us. We need to give God free reign to act in our hearts and our lives. It's about giving up our need to control. That beautiful saying, let go and let God. And sometimes that's exactly what we need to do, to let go of that control and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you to take this for me. We do this by obedience to what God has called us to do, by being obedient children. You know, a beautiful way that we can unbind ourselves is right here in the confessional to make a regular habit of entering that confessional and unburdening ourselves with the sins that we carry, receiving God's forgiveness and mercy. You know, we all receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit at our baptism, and those gifts are stirred up for us at confirmation. They were at work in each one of us, even though sometimes we can be unaware of that. The Lord is anxious to untie us, to unbind us from anything that might keep that spirit working in our hearts in powerful and amazing ways. And so the question for us this morning is, will I give God all my trust so that he can work powerfully in my heart? And I want to commend to you this beautiful practice that Father Stephen has suggested for us, that several times during the day, we take a moment just to place our hands over our hearts and ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. That is a prayer that God will always honor. Well, you know, yesterday uh, we celebrated not only the fifth Sunday of Lent here in the church at five o'clock, but we also celebrated the Feast of St. Patrick, one of my favorite saints, I might say. And St. Patrick taught us a lot about the Trinity. He talked a lot about the Trinity and about God's protection over us. 
And so in honor of St. Patrick, I'd like to pray just a little bit of his prayer over you this morning. It's a very long prayer. I'm not going to pray the whole thing, but I've kind of taken my favorite parts of it. And I'd like to invite you to pray that with me this morning. I arise today through a mighty strength, through the invocation of the Trinity, through the belief in the threeness, through the confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth with his baptism, through the strength of his crucifixion with his burial, through the strength of his resurrection with his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. Amen. <laughs>